Welcome to Folk and Beyond with Air Stephen for a journey into contemporary folk music from all over the planet. Norton and David Sutton playing with her on that. She has a heck of a band, and I think she is touring a little bit right now. You also heard Lucinda Williams' voice on that Carrie Rodriguez tune we heard, Mask of Moses, as Lucinda Williams was guesting on that particular tune. All right, now we're going to go to our special Folk and Beyond feature with John Jorgensen. Kick back and enjoy, right here on the Sound Choice in Central Virginia, WTJU, Charlottesville. John Jorgensen here with some gypsy jazz, the hot club sound, and you're listening to Folk and Beyond on 91.1 FM, WTJU Charlottesville, the sound choice for Central Virginia. This is Air Steven with WTJU, and in the studio today we are welcoming a visit from from the person who has taken the torch of the Hot Club of France and lit it strong and high. 
John Jurgensen, it's such a great pleasure to have you sitting here. Thanks so much, Eric. Glad to be here in Charlottesville. Uh, you've come through town now a couple times. Yep. And it's really a pleasure. You know, I have to admit that the first time I saw you and and was uh, treated to your music, you know, I felt like, you know, Eric, I thought you were a guy that paid attention, but but I didn't know who you were. And and I know that since then, you know, I, I see your name all over the place and, and have become much a fan of your music. When did you get the call, the calling uh, of this type to of music? play this style, well, it's interestingly enough, I mean, I grew up in a, in a household with classical music. Um, I played the clarinet and the piano when I was young, studied classical music, and then uh, started playing the guitar when I was 10 or 11. And I first played rock music and kind of rock and jazz up th- until my 20s. And uh, a friend of mine you know, mentioned me in the music of Django Reinhardt, and this was about 1979 or so. And I heard, I heard some of the early recordings from the 30s of, of Django Reinhardt and the Quintet of the Hot Club of France, and the sound of that guitar just, it just drove me crazy. It was fantastic. I'd never heard any an acoustic guitar do that before, and uh, so really, I've been, you know, I was bitten by the bug for gypsy jazz back in 1979, and I've been playing and studying and working on this music ever since then. And I never thought that it could be really my main thing of my career because I've I've done all kinds of other things. I've been a studio musician. Uh, I was in a group called the Desert Rose Band, which was quite successful mm-hmm. in country radio back in the late 80s. I had a guitar band called the Helicasters. I worked for Elton John, touring with him for oh, six really? years. Um, so I've done a lot of other stuff career-wise, but this has always been the music that was closest to my heart, really, and, and I always played it for my own enjoyment. So you're kind of clandestine in your apartment, uh, working on these chops and ne- not necessarily playing it out in the public. A little bit, you know, but there was not that many venues and there wasn't a high interest. I mean, I had friends, a few friends in various places in the country that were also into it. But I really think that the, the rise of the Internet, uh, it, uh-huh. it, it brought so many people together that they didn't, no one realized that there was other people out there that liked this music so much. And, of course, in, in Europe, this kind of music has been had a high tradition for a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's the barnyard uh, sounds here. Chickens there. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that uh, folks is John's telephone telephone ring. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Very interesting. Uh, I don't know what that means, but we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying, in Europe, this, this music has had a, a strong following for, you know, since the 30s, really. And there's festivals and, and a lot of places to play. In America, it's only been recently, in the last four or five years, 
But now we have probably six or seven Django Reinhardt festivals a year in America. Um, the interest is growing a lot. There's you know, internet chat rooms about it, and uh, instructional tapes and DVDs, and you know some artists from Europe are touring over here, like Borelli Legren, who's a great player in this style. So I'm just really thrilled to be able to be making this kind of music and, and having it be really the thrust of my career at the moment. So how far have you taken this uh, passion is in, in the sense of, is your guitar one of Django Reinhardt's old guitar? Is it the same type of guitar or, or anything like that? I do have a guitar that reportedly had belonged to Django. <laughs> um, and, and it is the type of guitar that he played. It's a very distinctive kind of guitar built in France between 1932 and 1952. Um, it's unlike a Martin flat top. It's unlike a Gibson arch top. It's, it's unlike any other type of guitar. It's not a very deep body. Um, the, the body is, 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 is normal, normal depth. Not that much different okay. than a Martin or something, but the whole construction and physics behind it is completely different. Uh, has a longer scale in the neck. Uh -huh. uh, it's a very small sound hole. The top is not flat, and it's not carved like an arch top it's pressed to braces that are arched so it's always under a little bit of tension like a trampoline so it's a very quick responding instrument and it has a very penetrating and cutting sound but it's also can be very expressive and it's not uh, nylon strings it's all metal strings it's steel strings but they're uh, the core is steel but the the winding is copper which is silver-plated. So the copper is a very soft metal, and the strings sound somewhat in between a steel string and a nylon string. So they're unique unto themselves. To use uh, the pickups, are you using a pickup on the guitar, on the, the face of the guitar, uh, the thin line, or is it just mic'd? And how did Django do it? Uh, well, <laughs> Django just played on a microphone. Uh -huh. You know, it was early days sure. uh, that time. He did put a magnetic pickup on his guitar towards the end of his career, uh, but the classic sound is just acoustic. Um, what I do is I have a small contact mic, uh, dynamic contact mic that does sit on the face of the guitar, and then I have another small, like a lavalier microphone that sits in between the bridge and the tailpiece, and I mix those two sounds together, and it's a very, very nice acoustic sound.
you seem to be attracting musicians that come from other other uh, disciplines of music, such as the time you came to the prism. All of a sudden, there's Brian Sutton sitting on your on your uh, well, it would be your right side, the audience's left side, and uh, of course, I'd seen Brian Sutton play with Bela Fleck in the bluegrass. Uh, sessions when he replaced Tony Rice there some and and you know here here he was he was basically in awe of the whole show in a certain way because Brian usually is the lead player and and he chopped the whole night basically yeah he was playing rhythm well <laughs> the the interesting thing in this style of music is uh, there really is a, a very definite distinction between the lead player and the rhythm player and although they use similar guitars the the rhythm player's guitar has to be set up a little bit different. Uh, they're going for a different tone, uh, a different mindset, because the, the in this style of music, the rhythm guitar is probably the most important thing for the ensemble. It, it keeps the time, uh, it creates the feel and the mood, and so it's not like uh, the rhythm player is the, the lesser lead player. It's a whole other discipline, and it's... I mean, there's a lot of guys, especially in Europe, that their whole specialty is to be a rhythm player for their style. And uh, it's funny because Brian told me after he did like a four or five dates with us at that in that run, and he said that it was physically the most demanding gigs really? that he'd ever done. Yeah, no rest for the wicked over there. You just was no. always working, it's going, 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 going. And your fiddle player that you tour with is awesome. Oh, he's great, isn't he? Stephen Dudash is his yeah. name. And uh, I found him in Nashville. He was. Uh, I met him through my bass player, Charlie Chadwick. He'd been to Charlie's studio to do an album, and I was kind of moaning to Charlie about not being able to find a violinist in Nashville. I guess I should that, correct that, because he told me today it was a five-string viola. It's a five-string viola. So yeah. I don't mean to say fiddle there. That's all right. <laughs> um, but it was hard to find somebody that could improvise, you know, but had the elegance of a classical musician... And it didn't sound like a fiddler, a bluegrass fiddler playing swing. You know, it, it's, it was an odd combination of things. And he's a trained classical musician, but he's also been in bands his whole life, too. So he can improvise. And he has the elegance that's, that's necessary for this music.
And you got Charlie Chadwick on bass, and you found him in Nashville. You live in Nashville now. Yep, yep. I grew up uh, in Southern California, born in Wisconsin, but raised in Southern California for most of my life. And the last four or five years, I've been living in Nashville. How do you find that from Southern California? Um, it's different. Uh, Southern California is a, has a lot more ethnic diversity, and uh, everybody's mixed up a lot more as far as Asians and Middle Eastern and, and black and white and a lot of, it's a whole lot of Mexican and, and uh, Latin, you know, Spanish-speaking people mm-hmm. in Southern California. So that's what I grew up and you know, I was used to. Um, Nashville's a little bit secluded in that way. Also, you know, I lived in Los Angeles. It's such a huge city. And even though Nashville's the, the, like the capital of Tennessee, it's still pretty small. Um, but there's a lot of great musicians there and, and of course the songwriters there's the, the best songwriters in the world um, I've learned a lot about the seasons living there yeah um, and a lot about the country in general um, I think eventually I'd probably like to move back to California but that's where I'm, my long term friends and my family still are You worked in a movie called Head Head in the Clouds. Mm-hmm. Head in the Clouds, and uh, had a couple women in there that were pretty easy on the eyes. There, when Penelope Cruz and Charlie Theron. Charlie Theron, yeah, pretty easy on the eyes. Yeah, and good. and you know, I'm looking at your CD, Franco American Swing. And there's this guy here with uh, dark hair and kind of a pencil mustache in a certain way. That uh, you were playing Django Reinhardt in that film. Uh, yeah, I got to play my favorite guitarist, Django Reinhardt. Uh, what'd you do with your finger? Um, they, <laughs> they, uh, well, Django had his fingers, but they were paralyzed. These two, uh, his ring finger and his little finger, were paralyzed and pulled back um, because the tendons were burned so bad. Um, so he only had full use of his index and middle finger to play fretting, you know, single note. He could set these a little bit on the fingerboards in certain positions. Uh, but what they did is they put a lot of makeup on my hand to draw it up and make it look burned and scarred on the back of my wrist. How interesting. And then I put, uh, had them put spirit gum in these fingers to hold them like that. did everything with two fingers as, as so you learned to actually play like Django did for that run well yeah I mean when I when I first was talking to the director uh, you know I wanted to let him know that I was the guy for the job but I didn't want to scare him that I was like a psycho <laughs> I had a no other life you know and I only studied Django and knew what kind of socks he wore on whatever day and you know so he was he was I said look I don't look anything like Django but you know I'll be glad to cut my hair dye it you know grow the mustache whatever you want Thank you. 
How long did you have that look? Well, uh, the mustache went pretty quickly because my wife hated it. I bet your wife was shocked. She was really shocked when I came (laughs) home. Yeah, she's she's like, get away from me, you know. Didn't a a new man in town? She did not like it. Um, But it took a while for my hair to kind of grow back and morph back into this color. But um, when I I told him, I said, look, I'll I'll do anything, you know. And he said, well, we'll have to get the prosthetics department to make something special for your hand. I said, oh yeah, that would be cool. And he says, no, I was just kidding. How could you play? And I said, well, I learned how to play that stuff with two fingers already. <laughs> so, so either that impressed him or scared him or both. So, but he said, okay, I think you're the, the right guy. Well, John, it's been such a pleasure having a conversation with you and having you stop in here at WTJU. And, and I just want to thank you so much for taking the time uh, to give us this. My pleasure. Thank you. John Jorgensen.
You can catch John Jorgensen at Gravity Lounge. His first stop at the Gravity Lounge. Uh, he's been to town before at the Prism, and then the Prism had a uh, Prism Presents in the Satellite Ballroom. And I know a lot of people like the Satellite Ballroom for whatever reasons, but, man, when you listen to acoustic music like that and that big f- overhead fan and those pipes came on, it just destroyed the acoustic music. So I don't miss that at all. I remember watching John Jurgensen and that those fans kept kicking in, and it just sounded like crap. But as long as the music's loud enough and it can override that stuff that, that makes for dynamic and acoustic music so special, uh, it doesn't really matter. And a lot of the acts were that way. But anyway, John Jurgensen will be at Gravity Lounge. You don't have that problem down there. You'll have a great environment to see the John Jurgensen Quintet on Saturday, this Saturday. Stay tuned, and we'll be back with more music. What you gonna play now? Bobby, I don't know. But whatsoever I play... It's got to be funky. Do you like music that makes you move? A snap of the finger, a tap of the toes, an emotional uplift that reaps a righteous riff? Then join me, David Eisenman, for the show Induced to Judder. Two hours of classic and modern jazz and blues, along with dabs of soul, jump, jive, and swing. Be there Thursday evenings, 9 until 11 p.m. for Induced to Judder, musical medicine for the body and soul, only on 91.1 WTJU Charlottesville, the sound choice in Central Virginia. Ain't it bonkers? Thanks again to the Music Store for their support of WTJU. Have you ever admired those wonderful service dogs you see helping people? Would you like to spend an enjoyable evening while donating to a worthy cause? Service Dogs of Virginia is hosting the Artful Dog 2008, an arts and crafts sale with music and refreshments on Friday, November 7th from 6 p.m. till 10 p.m. Music will be provided by John Carden and the Greenwich Swing Time. Feature artist will be Thomas J. Kuhn. The real stars of the show are, however, the Artful Dogs who are trained to help those who are physically challenged to lead a more independent life. The Artful Dog 2008 will be held at 2331 Seminole Trail, Riverside Shopping Center, 29 North in Charlottesville. For more information about this event or to become involved with this organization, call 434-295-9503 or visit servicedogsva.org. Maxim Health Systems has launched its annual influenza vaccination program, making flu shots available throughout the Charlottesville area. Maxim is teaming with local retail stores, as well as local churches and local assisted living facilities. To find the nearest location in the Charlottesville area, type in your zip code at findaflushot.com. This will provide the address, driving directions, days, and times for flu shots at local clinics. The website also provides the latest news on influenza and links to other resources to learn more about flu and prevention. There's also a toll-free number to call at 866-399-5459. Ooh, what's that sound? Maybe 
didn't want to stay out all night. Fly Johns and Janes fracture their toupees and pitch a boogie-woogie when Professor Bebop lays down the Reach's beats. So hoist your duster and lay those pads on the boards or droop to listen to the beats and bops that cut a brand new one and even for the unbooted cover all spots. 11 p.m. on Fridays, the Professor Bebop on W-T-J-U. All right, kids, Dar Williams setting up down there Gravity Lounge tonight. Dar Williams, and ambiguous Dar Williams, ambiguous in a lot of ways. Uh, at least she once was, and then I was reading that she now has a family. So that, I guess, to me, what makes it ambiguous. So we're going to start off with a tune from her. She's playing at Gravity Lounge tonight. This one's from her kind of EP called What Do You Hear in These Sounds? This one is called The Christians and the Pagans, and it was recorded live at the Prez House in Madison, Wisconsin, for uh, radio station's Mad City Live program. So this is kind of a special EP. It's got a Fred Eagle Smith tune that Fred guests on it that's not really available, something from a couple other radio stations, and the single What Do You Hear in These Sounds, and the album version of that same tune. This one, again, is called The Christians and the Pagans, right here on the Sound Choice in Central Virginia, WT. J. U. Charlottesville. Amber called her uncle, said we're up here for the holiday. Jane and I were having solstice, now we need a place to stay. And her Christ-loving uncle watched his wife hang Mary on a tree. He watched his son hang candy canes all made with red dye number three. He told his niece it's Christmas Eve, I know her life is not your style. She said, Christmas is like solstice and we miss you and it's been a while. So the Christians and the pagans sat together at the table. Finding faith and common ground, the best that they were able. Just before the meal was served, hands were held and prayers were said. Sending hope for peace on earth to all their gods and goddesses. The food was great, the tree plugged in, the meal had gone without a hitch. Till Timmy turned to Amber and said, is it true that you're a witch? His mom jumped up and said, the pies are burning, and she hit the kitchen. And it was Jane who spoke, she said, it's true, your cousin's not a Christian. But we love trees, we love the snow, the friends we have, the world we share. And you find magic from your God, and we find magic everywhere. So the Christians and the pagans sat together at the table. Finding faith and common ground, the best that they were able. Where does magic come from? I think magic's in the learning Cause now when Christians sit with pagans Only pumpkin pies are burning When Amber tried to do the dishes Her aunt said, really, no, don't bother Amber's uncle saw how Amber looked like Tim And like her father he thought about his brother, how they hadn't spoken in a year He thought he'd call him up and say it's Christmas and your daughter's here 
He thought of fathers, sons and brothers Saw his own son tuck his sleeve Saying, can I be a pagan? Dad said, we'll discuss it when they leave So the Christians and the pagans Sat together at the table Finding faith in common ground The best that they were able Lighting trees in darkness Learning new ways from the old And making sense of history And drawing warmth out of the cup. This is a tune of John's that I've loved for years. It's, it's pretty sad. There's probably a fair number of people that quit their jobs because of this song. This is uh, In Tall Buildings. Oh, he... 
That tune always gives me shivers, man. In Tall Buildings, a John Hartford tune. Done uh, for a recording called A Tribute to John Hartford, live from Mountain Stage back in 2001. It was a great tribute because it was done... Well, it li- that's when it was released, 2001. It was actually the, the whole event happened on September 24th of 2000, if that means anything. But Gillian and Dave uh, performed that. And John Hartford was actually there for his own tribute, which is really great. You know, oftentimes they wait to do tributes till somebody's dead. And it's more for the family and stuff like that. But nothing like giving the tribute to the man who's inspired you. And, uh, of course, John Hartford had cancer as he was on his way out. And it was truly, truly a remarkable evening of music as all these wonderful artists paid tribute to John Hartford. In Tall Buildings, uh, John Hartford tune from Gillian Welch and David Rawlings. Started that set off with Dar Williams, who's going to be down at Gravity Lounge tonight, as that was The Christians and the Pagans off of her CD EP called What Do You Hear in These Sounds. Next up, I've got for you from Charlie Conspiracy King and the Asylum Street Spankers from their uh, new CD called What and Give Up Showbiz, which is the, it's a, uh, well, it's, it's just one of the whole shows that they did up at this theater in New York City where they had a two-week run where they really brought vaudeville and music to the same place and stayed for a whole two weeks. And usually their show is very theatrical anyway, and it was even more so. This is Charlie Conspiracy King's My Baby in the CIA, and we'll follow that up with Randy Newman's Harps and Angels on the Sound Choice in Central Virginia, WTJU, Charlottesville. My baby in the CIA you wouldn't believe half the shit that she say All day in the conspiracy And all night with me Instead of high heels and halter tops She's all false flags and special ops She like to shop for things that drop and pop As cute as a killer can be we took a black helicopter off to see a flying saucer While digging in the desert last spring Had a whole lot of fun in Area 51 It's where we go to hear the aliens sing And they sing just like this There's more. My baby shot JFK. Oh, she's much older, but that's okay. She got this secret technique that will induce you to say, Uncle, it's sweet baby G. Oh, God. She's so bad. Yeah, she's a running guard right behind my back, selling arms to Iran, selling arms to Iraq. Back in the 80s, she was slinging crack, all in the name of liberty. I ran Contra Fair, But talk of secret torture prisons, or ISI connections, or how she trained the Mujahideen. She'll just bring up the fun in Area 51. That's where we go to hear the aliens sing. And it's very distracting when you're... 
telling you, Dennis Kucinich would love it. My baby in the CIA, she's my undercover cover girl all the way. She's oiling up her engines for her auto de fe as she's spreading her democracy because she loves democracy and she'll stand for it every time. I mean every time. Well, except for Ecuador, Brazil, Chile, oh, and I guess there was Iran back in 53. Oh, let me see, Guatemala, Indonesia, the Dominican Republic, Greece, Venezuela. They're all textbook examples of CIA-backed military coups of democratically elected governments. But I'm really worried about Brittany. What's going on with her? Can I get a little more coverage? Okay. Well, maybe we can get Huckabee to pray for her. Anyway. And when it comes to the attacks on the World Trade Towers, she knows I know she knows something. Cause every time I ask a question about World Trade 7, I mean, why was the collapse of that building completely omitted from the 9-11 Commission report? It seems pretty important. Suddenly there's a flash of bright white light. And then I pass out. Then I experience extreme discomfort in my rectum. <laughs> Do you, you like love songs, Charlie? That's enough discomfort, thank you. And I wake up here in the alien scene. Well, so much for probing questions, right? Everybody sing along. I said, everybody, that's better. Okay, not really. It's really creepy when you all do it. And really, somebody should pass out the gum, too, if you don't mind. My baby in the CIA. I haven't seen her since the 5th of May. Cause she got spooked, and then she ran away. Boy, I really miss her chicken salads. Look, <laughs> oh, there she is. Hi, honey. Anybody see me lately? I'll tell you why. Anybody see me lately? I'll tell you why. I caught some me so sick that I thought that I would die. And almost did too. First, my knees begin to tremble. My heart begin to pound. First, my knees begin to tremble. My heart begin to pound. 
Hey, Rippy. Got a tune. Lost my equilibrium. Still face down upon the ground. I lay down on a cold pavement Tear ran down my face Cause I thought I was dying You boys know I'm not a religious man But I sent a prayer out just in case You never know Lo and behold, almost immediately I had reason to believe my prayer had been heard in a very special place But it's what happened I heard the sound Coming near. I was too sick to roll over and see him, but I could hear him singing ever so beautifully in my ear. Then the sound began to subside, and it sounded like background singers. Voice come down from the heaven above. Voice full of anger from the Old Testament. Voice full of love from the New One. We straightened it up like it was the middle of the day. And I lay there quiet, listening to what that voice had to say. He said, you ain't been a good man. You ain't been a bad man. But you've been pretty bad. Lucky for you, this ain't your time. Someone very dear to me has made another clerical error, and we're here in a bit of a wild goose chase. But I'm going to tell you a few things that hold you in good stead when it is your time. So you better listen close. I'm only going to say this once. When you lay on the table, better keep your business clean. When you lay on the table, better keep your business clean. You know exactly what I mean All right, girls, we're out of here Right, and while it was fresh, I want to tell you what he told me. He said, Lay your own table, but keep your business clean. Lay your own table, but keep your business clean. Yes, there won't be no hops and angels coming for you. Trombones, kettle drums, pitchforks, and tambourines. Sing it like they did for me. Yes. Beautiful. Wish I spoke French. So, actually, the main thing about this story is for me, it really is an afterlife. And Hope to see all of you there. Let's go get a drink.
If I tidied up the house, replaced the buttons on her favorite blouse, refrained from speaking in my usual tone, maybe I could come back home. If I don't touch her with my hands, and if I prove that I'm a different man, wiped off the toilet seat and polished the chrome, maybe I could come back home. There's little comfort and regret, and I unravel as I pull the thread. What if I forgave her for letting me go? Do you think she'd let me come back? Man, I want to come back. Do you think she'd let me come back? Jonathan Pointer of his CD, Love Songs from the Outskirts of Bliss. That's Back Home, which followed Randy Newman's Hops and Angels. I'm your Steve, and I'll be back with you next week. Next up is Blue with the Eclectic Woman. And I leave you with another tune this evening from Jonathan Pointer. This one's called Bonui, the Operation Enduring Narcissism Waltz. Right here on the Sound Choice in Central Virginia, WTJU, Charlottesville.
sunsets behind the refinery. Bon we, bon we. Folk and Beyond with Air Stephen for a journey into contemporary folk music from all over the planet. 